You're listening to One Man and His Wilderness Podcast. On the show, we hope to not only give you a better understanding of how wilderness adventure shapes our belief and trust in Christ, but how it draws us into a deeper, more intimate relationship with Him. On the show, you'll hear from leaders who are utilizing wilderness adventure to make disciples of young people around the world. So sit back and enjoy the perspective of one man in his wilderness. All right, guys. This is uh, episode five. Yeah, man, it's only taken me months to get to five episodes, but hey, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I keep saying I want to be consistent, and I just haven't committed to it uh, a lot has been going on in my uh, family here lately, so I'll just uh, blame it on that for sure. Um, so yeah, talking about the last episode, talking about you know what is wilderness ministry, kind of shared shared my heart there with you guys a little bit, just about my and my passion too about um, you know doing uh, doing wilderness ministry and, and what that looks like for me and. Um, a little bit about what it's look, you know, what it looked like in scripture, stuff like that. So, um, three weeks ago, I was was on the phone with a uh, a good friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine from out in Colorado, and uh, we we're just catching up on you know life and uh, just kind of. Yeah, just catching each other up. We hadn't talked probably six or seven months, maybe eight months. I don't know, but we were just catching up, you know, each other. And more, we felt like the Lord was kind of teaching us, and and just our families and all that good stuff. Um, I I was for some of you, some of you don't know. I I started a business, um, because this is kind of this is leads into the story a little bit. But I started a business, uh, an axe throwing business. Uh, it's called Grind and Axes. Um, we go around to different restaurants, breweries, and we partner with them to um, where it's mobile. It's a mobile gig, so we partner with them. And we set up, and people pay us to throw axes. So I I started this out of the need for uh, funding my ministry, um, for funding um, and being able to take more time to uh, during the week to meet with people, you know, uh, build relationships with people that don't know the Lord, um, you know, teach people that are being drawn to the Lord, and to be walk with those that are walking with the Lord themselves. It's what we call full-spectrum uh, youth ministry. Um, it's, what we, it's kind of what I teach, and uh, leaders that I invest in, that's kind of, that's what we teach. You know, you got to spend time with the lost, teach those that the, that the Lord is drawing to himself, uh, and then just walk with those and encourage those that are walking with the Lord and have counted the cost um, of, of being a follower of Jesus. And so I got to this point where I was like, you know, like I've known that that God's been calling me to full-time ministry for probably at least, I mean, for the last several years, um, specifically with this mission organization that I've been working really close with um, over the last couple years, and I've known that he's call, he's calling me to that, without a doubt. But I've kept putting things in the way of that, and I'll say, you know, well, I want to I'm gonna wait until um, I'm more financially stable before I do that because it is a, a a position where I have to support raise, and I have to trust that the Lord is gonna provide that support through His people, and so 
that's been very something that's been very hard for me personally. It's been a struggle of mine is the trust in, in, in God's provision financially for my family and for me. And you know, I've always been a doer and I've always, you know, been able to um, been the provider. That's something that I've just I've done. I've always gotten by and, and taken that, that burden on my own shoulders. And so, you know, or I would, I would say, you know, I'm going to wait until my whole family feels like we're called to it. Um, you know, but I just kept putting roadblocks in the way uh, instead of just saying, okay, God, I'll, I'll go. You know, you're asking me to go, I'll go. And just leaving the, the rest up to him. Um, so this last time, I was like, you know, I'm going to wait until, I'm going to wait a year. I'm going to grow my business and see what happens in a, in a year with my business you know, hopefully it's bringing in enough money to where I can quit my jobs and um, focus on raising support then. I was talking to my friend and telling him this, and he was like, you know, it, let me, let me, he's like, can I tell you something? And anytime a pastor friend of mine says that, it's always about to be like, okay, like you're about to just lay some Holy Spirit truth on me right now. And, and that's exactly what he did. He... He said, you know, it sounds to me like you know what God is calling you to do. He's like, why aren't you doing it now? And I said, uh, that's a good question. I don't have an answer for that, you know. And what it boiled down to was fear. Fear of starting something and, and putting it out there, putting myself out there and saying, yes, okay, God, I'm going to do this. Uh, and we'll, I'll support raise whatever I got to do um, because... Fear of fa- fear of failure, fear of not being able to do it um, or not completing it, which is all just lies from the enemy. Because you know, when God calls you to do something, He provides the way for it. It may not be the way that you think He will, but He provides for you. And so, um, He He kind of likened my fear to when Moses sent the spies to spy on the the, the land, the promised land and to spy on the Canaanites and the Amalekites. Um, and, you know, ten of them came back and said, man, we can't do this. You know, even though God said he's going to be with us, we can't do it. Those Canaanites are huge. They'll squash us. Surely we will die. You know, it would have been better if we would have just stayed in Egypt because at least we had food and at least we had shelter. And these guys are going to kill us. But Joshua and Caleb were like, no, we can do this. God is on our side. And... So those 10 that had the fear and had the doubt and the disbelief, they went around kind of like fear-mongering among the Israelites and spreading this fear, saying like, oh, we can't do it, we can't do it, they're huge. And this made God angry. And because of their fear and their disbelief in what he had promised them, they didn't get to see the promised land. He said, not a single one of you will see the promised land. And... They didn't, <laughs> you know, except Joshua and Caleb. They were the only two because they were faithful. And my friend, he just, he said, man, he's like, I don't want you to miss out on the promised land. You know, not saying that he's like, my salvation was at stake, but saying that like, I don't want you to miss out on the blessings that God has for your life. And I don't want you to miss out on the fruitfulness that God intends to use you for. And that really hit home with me. And really just man it really struck me deep and so I started like thinking on that and praying on that like God what do you what do you what do you want me to do what does this mean and 
he just he just you know kept putting it on my heart like just trust me just trust that I'm gonna provide trust that I have a plan and that plan is is a good plan and it's to do great things through you and I was just like okay you know so uh, that that process continued on for a couple weeks of just like really changing kind of my heart through just seeking you know seeking hit God in his word and through prayer of just like seeing in in scripture how God has provided for his people and like when he asked them to do to do something and walking through that with my wife you know that was a big thing in the past that when I would like when I felt like the Holy Spirit was teaching me something or that God was speaking to me one thing I would do is I would go to the people that were like uh, pouring into me, you know, p- people that I respected, people that were m- more mature in their faith than I, and I would go through and I would process that stuff with them. And I would say like, "Here's this is what's in my heart, like this is what I feel, like he's saying," and then you know they would guide me and they would instruct me, and and I would come home like after the fact, after processing that with other people, and I would come home kind of with what I had decided. God wants me to do and I would just like propagate that on my wife and she always would get upset and I never understood you know why but she would always be like why am I always the last person to know about what's going on and I, I didn't understand that at the time I didn't see that I was like you're not like I'm, t- I'm you're but she was um and man that was something that like I had to repent for and so like I've been changing that I've been you know, doing like processing everything with her first and foremost. Just as the Lord reveals something to me, like I just tell it to her, and we pray through it, and we talk about it, and it's like, and man, God has done so much in that alone. Like I've seen my wife grow. I've seen her. Um, she, I mean, she's still not comfortable with the fact that we're gonna have to support Ray's. Neither am I. But like, she's went from a place of like just not even wanting to listen to those conversations to now like processing and absorbing and like God is doing this work in her heart even though we're scared and even though we're nervous and even though that we are fighting a a huge spiritual battle right now like in the last literally in the last couple weeks like the enemy has just been um, hitting us hard with just all kinds of things Um, like our roof we just noticed we had a, a leak in our roof coming down like uh, my bathroom this morning it started leaking, <laughs> and my shower did. And like finance wise, just like I've some insurance, health insurance stuff is going on. That like making a switch and all this stuff, and just like all this stuff the enemy's trying to use to just like dissuade us and to discourage us from following what God wants us to do. Um, and and, and actually, you know. I work so I work two jobs. I, I do my I work for my dad three days a week, and then two days a week I work doing physical therapy. And in this last like two weeks, you know, since I've really made that decision in my heart to just abandon everything and follow God's call on my life, uh, to step into full time mission. Um, well, yeah, mission work, full time support raising, and and mission work, and um, just. I, he hadn't even given me the opportunity to fall back onto, you know, me providing for myself and my family. 
because um, you know my therapy is I, I count on that to bring in a, a additional income um, to help pay my bills and for us to be able to have you know say emergency funds and stuff like that and I've not had a single hour of therapy in the last couple weeks since I made that decision in my heart like it's been like he has not allowed me to have those hours because he wants me to trust in him he wants me to know that he's going to provide and so we it's been tough like financially it's been tough on us and but he's provided he we still have a house like we still are making payment like uh, we're still able to have food and like I mean he is providing for us and so I just I don't know I just I I, I wanted to kind of catch everybody up because I know I've been kind of you know MIA lately but man God has been doing so much in my life and in my heart and my family's life and you know we just want to walk in that we want to walk in a manner worthy to uh to what he's called us to and it's scary for sure and you know i wanted for the long time and i was reading today in, in john um john chapter one and i wanted to just kind of share it with you with you guys um, but it says that uh let's see john chapter one uh, verses 35 so john's out there you know he was preparing the way in the wilderness um, he had baptized Jesus, and um, John has disciples that are following him. And um, so in verse 35, this is where we, we, we kind of pick up, is after the baptism, uh, after the dove descended on Jesus, and he like he said, that is the chosen one, right? I'm, so verse 35, it says that the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. And like just reading that today, it just kind of stood out to me, you know, they didn't, when they went and they said, you know, where are you staying? You know, what What do you want? He says to them, and they said, where are you staying? He didn't say, oh, well, I'm staying at, you know, this address, or I'm staying in this town or this city, or I'm staying with these people that you probably know, or I'm staying here. He just said, come, and you will see. It was a simple, simple statement, just that, that in the verse 39, come. And you will see. He didn't give them direction. He didn't give them a a, a path, directions to, to get there or a path to follow. He simply just said, "Come, and you will see." And so they went. And and I think so many times in our life, when Jesus calls to us to to do something, or when we feel the calling of the Holy Spirit provoking us to move. Uh, in the direction that that we're you know that God's calling us, whether that's a new job, you know, moving houses, moving neighborhoods, you know, moving into full time ministry or being a missionary, whatever that is, so many times we want for Him to lay out a roadmap of how to get there, and He doesn't do that for us because if it was 
so laid out and we knew that what each step would be, then why would we have to depend on him? Why would we have to trust in him to to pave the way for us? You know, if we knew everything we would have to do to get to that place where he wanted us to be. I don't think it would be as, as honoring to him. I know it wouldn't be. Because he wants our full submission to him and nothing less. And I think so many of us in the Western church, and I'm speaking for myself too, um, we want to... Uh, we want to be able to do all the things that we like to do and not forsake anything and still claim to follow Christ. We still want to be able to party, you know, Friday, Saturday night, but we show up at church on Sunday thinking that we're saved because we said a prayer and we said every word of it, right? I live in the Bible Belt, for those of you that may not know. So I live in the South um, in in, in we're so religious. We're so. I see so many of us as Pharisees. We check boxes. Yeah, I went to church this week. Yeah, I put fifty bucks in the in the tithing plate, the offering plate. Yeah, you know, I I shook hands. I was, I greeted this week, or I greet for this month, whatever it is. But the other six days out of the week, we're not seeking God. We're not praying. We're not opening His Word, and spending time just fully submitting to Him. And in this last couple weeks, I have realized that. It's not even a day by day that we follow Jesus. It is literally second by second. Um, I mean, it is second by second to have to submit because, I mean, the devil, the enemy is like a roaring lion, like a prowling lion, and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So many of us think that, oh, he just wants to make us uncomfortable or whatever. No, he wants to destroy us. And since in this last couple of weeks proclaiming that I'm going to follow Christ and abandon everything that I know and everything of my own will and everything of um, my own strength and power and completely submitting to God and trusting in, in His provision and His power, man, He has been attacking us hard. So please, please, please pray for us uh, as we step out and do this. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm at this place right now like where, you know, Jesus has said, Hey, come, and I'm and I'm going. I'm going and seeing. You know, I don't know when we'll get there. I don't know what the journey looks like, but man, I'm going and I'm stepping and I'm following Jesus. And I want to encourage so many of you guys to do the same. Like, there's I was talking to my my the guy that disciples me, uh, Juan Carlos Juanca, and he. I told him the other day when I met with him, I was like, man, you know, because he, he works for the mission uh, organization that I want, that I feel led to work for. And I told him, I was like, you know, here's my letter of interest. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready, like, I'm ready to follow God and just trust in every everything he's going to do. Um, because I think so many of us, so many of us, and so many of my friends, and so many people that I know, and even my family, um, trust in Jesus as their Savior, but not necessarily their Lord. As, you know, They trust that they're saved, they're going to go to heaven, but they don't allow Him to be Lord over their life, and they don't submit everything to Him. Um, and man, there's such freedom in that. Such freedom in submitting to Him as Lord over our lives and Savior. And 
And Wonka kind of just encouraged me in that. He was like, man, this is something that's huge. You know, let's rest in this. Let's rest in this decision. Enjoy it. Celebrate it. And, and, and rest in this moving from knowing Jesus as Savior to knowing Him as Lord. And to abandon everything and take your cross up and, and follow Him. Like, I've counted the cost. I know what they are. And it's worth it. And so, anybody that listens to this, you know, I just want to, I want to encourage you. That's what I want you to get out of this. I want you to be encouraged to take up your cross and follow Jesus. Let Him be Lord over your life. Because when you let Him be Lord over every single thing that you do, and you're coming to Him with every single decision, every single thought, every single issue and struggle and trial that, that you encounter, well, man, that's where, uh, and that's where you, you begin to grow. And that's where perseverance then uh, comes, comes around. Um, I can't, I was trying to think of a piece of scripture and I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, but anyways, uh, gosh, what was it saying? Oh, anyways, so yeah, I just want you to be encouraged and excited to whatever it is that God is speaking to your heart right now, whatever he's telling you he wants you to do or wherever he wants you to go. Whether he's just simply saying, come, follow me, and you will see. Do it. Step into it with trust and faith that he is good, that he has a good plan, and that your life will be abundantly richer for doing so. So, yeah, so, you know, just, we're, we're you know, like I said, at this place where, uh, a couple days ago, I'm, I'm now stepping out and trusting and starting a process of trusting that God is going to provide for me, whether that is through the missions organization that I'm going to work for, whether it's in the local church, uh, some pretty cool things that, that might could happen there. Um, I don't want to say too much, but um, yeah, just so excited for what God's doing, and yeah, so if you, you know, if you are listening to this podcast that has reached your ears, then I want to ask you to do uh, to do one thing for me. Two things really, actually. Uh, the first is please, please, please whatever you're doing right now, press pause and pray for me and my family. Cuz man, I think that's the most powerful thing I can ask any of you to do. But pray for me and my family that we would continue to be steadfast in, uh, in in hearing from the Lord and from just submitting to Him and trusting in His provision and that He will provide. Please pray for us for that. Pray for me and my wife as we uh, continue to just trust in Him and step out and uh, that we would still be able to just lead our kids well and that our kids would be able to see this in our lives and that our kids, looking back years from now, they would look back and say, man, I remember when my dad and my mom, and we all just, we just stepped out, and there's this change in, in how we lived our life, and when we started following Jesus and what he asked us to do, and that this, that this decision wouldn't just impact me right now, but it's going to impact my kids, and their kids, and their kids down the road, 
that this is a multi-generational decision that I'm making right now. So please pray just for God's complete sovereignty and all of that and just our trust in Him. Uh, the second thing I want to ask you to do is please share this with people because it, I think that there's such a freeing message behind it that I want people to hear it. You know, I'm not for anything, not for popularity or whatever. I don't care about that. I have like probably four of you that would even listen to this. But for those four or five of you that might listen to this, hey, I want you to hear this message. I want you to trust in it. I want you to believe that God's going to do big things when you submit and you trust Him and allow Him to be Lord over your life because I believe it in my heart and I see it happening right now. So please... Um, to share this with, with somebody, and um, it would mean the world to me. Um, and if you would like and, and you want to contribute in a small way, um, is like I said, I'll be, we'll, we'll be raising support. There's an option where you can even support this podcast. Five, ten dollars a month, whatever you feel like the Lord would even put on your heart to, to give, it helps tremendously. So, guys, thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, just uh, if you have any questions, comments, or even prayer requests, I'd love to pray for you guys. Um, send it in. You can do it through anchor.fm. Um, click in the show notes uh, below this through whatever platform you're listening on, and uh, th there will be a way that you can get to, to the website. Also, you can you can listen to all of this and all the other things that we're doing and kind of follow my life. Uh, if you go to pauljwingfield.com, um, we have a vlog, we have this podcast, my blog, you can follow everything from there. It is kind of the landing page for everything. So go check it out. Um, drop me a comment, drop me a line, give me a review. Um, we'll just love to hear from you guys in, in any of those ways. So thanks for listening, and uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to today's show, everybody. There's three things you can do if you enjoy the show. Number one, subscribe. We don't want you to miss any shows that we put out, and that's the easiest way to do so. Number two, leave us a review on the podcasting platform in which you're listening to this on. It just helps give us some feedback as to what you like about the show and helps others as well. And the third thing, share. Because you never know who needs to hear the perspective of one man in his wilderness.